Let's discuss the balance, the importance of balance, and why it's fundamental to our subjective experience and why it serves as one of the importance of being successful. And I call success in not a material manner, but of uh, the most expansive possibility of being possible. Actually, that is, that version of success is what will teach us why balance is important. To start out like this, our nature is that we have knowledge of a certain amount of components and then there we have an area of unknown that we are sure has more knowledge in it that contains a vessel of multitudes of knowledge that we have no access to. Now, they could be in the hands of others, but even, even that we agree that there is an unknown that is in no hands of any being that we are aware of. So we are constantly dealing with the fact that as we walk in a conscious state of mind, we know, but we don't know. So that we should always be distributing certain energies to the known aspects of our being and then more energy to the unknown aspects. Now, we clearly know how to give energy to the serve energy towards the known aspects by just attending and, and being a part of that because it's it's clear, it's apparent. A cup is a cup, a table is a table. It's known to us. But how do we give energy to what is unknown? Might we say that giving energy to what we don't know is a fruitless endeavor but i i will argue that the only way to expand what we know is to give energy to what we don't know but since we don't know it how do we give energy to that which we don't know well that's a good question so first we must get rid of what we know because it might become an obstacle to the unknown. For example, I know this cup is a cup, but I'm going to act, I'm going to give energy to the fact that this cup is not a cup. To serve the unknown possibility of creating an arena where unknown could, could sprout, could flourish. Unknown can never flourish where it's already known. If we know the cosmos, then we can't find the unknown in the cosmos unless we agree that there's a space where we just don't know. We get rid of the knowledge that we do know, and then we find that unknown. 
if we've known that the world is flat, we'll never look to experience another possibility because we know the world is flat. We need to give energy to the fact that we don't know the world is flat in order to know the unknown. It's not enough to just say, we know the world is flat. Yet, we agree that there is components of ourselves that we just don't know, components of nature that we just don't know. Because we've asserted that the world is flat. So why would we need to explore more of that? We've asserted that this cup is a cup, so why, why enter more of that? Unless we say... The world is assumed to be flat. And therefore, we might let go of that to explore something that's unknown and then it comes to our face to be known at some later date, which again will have to be destroyed in order to create a vessel for the unknown. Now that's clear. Once that is clear, then we could start to see the importance of balance. That everything in nature, because this is fundamental to nature, because knowledge or awareness and lack of awareness is the root of one of the roots of our being. We can never assert anything in one strong manner. We can never assert anything. Not because we can't physically, we could. But because then we are destroying the possibility of allowing the unknown to take fruit. And it's just quite not being honest. Why is it not being honest? Because we discussed that the unknown is 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 there. It exists, yet it's not being recognized as an existence. So to allow the unknown to exist, we must balance what we know to exist so that there is a space where the infinite could be approached and delegated and appreciated. Now, sometimes we're lucky enough that the infinite hits us. We don't seek it out, but it's just obvious. For example, uh, imagery from space that demonstrates that the world is round. We don't, we don't, have to seek out the unknown in order to allow that information to settle in our minds because it's just it's just there it's it's standing in full color it just says hello how would you deny the existence of a human being that stands before you it's just 
it's just not it's not true to the subjective experience to say otherwise but just because some unknown aspects of being come to us without our seeking out doesn't mean that our being doesn't have an unknown component and that it would cost us very much when we ignore that component. And why is that so? Well, if I keep asserting that this cup is a cup, clear knowledge, then this cup remains a cup, and my perspective on the cup remains my perspective on the cup. I've objectified my experience. The car is a car. The house is a house. The birds are chirping. Just as they are. There is... Because the knowledge is being asserted and assumed... It stays as it is and everything becomes stagnant and immovable. The only way to move in knowledge is to assume lack of. And the only way to assume lack of is to remain remain um, balanced in, in approach to anything. For if we go to an extreme of any sort, an idea, in movement, in relationship, if we go to any extreme, then we are at the risk of objectifying life. And the problem with just making life objective, and we know this, we know this quite intuitively when we make an argument of any any sex objectifying its opposite sex in that we know that to be a derogatory state of being. We never say that to objectify another person is a good way of life. We've, we've intuitively understood that, bearing that it becomes an argument of some sort of derogatory moral stance of objectifying human beings. Now, might we ask why is the objectification of human beings such a terrible thing? Don't we want to objectify people? Don't we want to put them in a box to understand and to isolate and recognize in their objective form? Why is that? Don't we study? Don't we do scientific study in that way where we want to objectify things to get its true nature? So what's so terrible about objectifying a human being? Because intuitively we understand that the objectification of a human being demotes their subjective experience to the finite, lacking that 
mysterious infinity that's possible. Isn't that wonderful that intuitively we've understood this because we never want to get to a place where we've objectified our subjective experience and if we don't have balance we will automatically objectify our subjective experience which will make us into objective objects that doesn't have that vastness of unknown and and it's not just unknown, it's it's like this this expansiveness that just is never ending. We we want that experience to be such one because the only way to get to real great knowledge is by seeing it as such. Two, that we want to experience ourselves in a manner where Everything is so big and amazing to, there's an awe in our own experience where we're moving and we're, we're seeing the grandeur in it. For example, back to our intuitive moral understanding, to objectify someone is to just see them for a limited amount of characteristics, we are not looking to see their vastness and possibility in a never-ending arena of infinity. We don't, we don't want to see that, and we find that to be a moral degradation to be in such a perspective towards other people because we are not seeing the true nature of who they are, which is that vastness. Now, just as it's a moral degradation to see others in an objective manner, it is surely a moral degradation to see ourselves in an objective manner. And if we've, we, we are not giving energy to the unknown, to the infinity, then we will objectify ourselves. And if we are not balancing whatever it is that we are attending, we are assuming the belief that there is no unknown for this is it and that is it and therefore it is objective and finite and limited and structured and that is that so we are we are coming to an understanding and i've proved this from our intuitive understanding of objectifying a human being as a moral degradation that balance is a root importance of our subjective experience now i won't go as far as to say that that should be a rule of life because again we are falling into the trap of objectifying by saying this is how it is and we find very often that those who seek a lot of balance are in the extreme of their balance. They've, they've come to understand that balance is important and at some point they've made it more important than anything else. And in that, they've, they're never willing to explore intimate nature of things because they're so obsessed with 
the the balance of it all. For they don't really intuitively understand balance, or they had understood such, but now they somehow are not understanding it. And they go they go into the extreme of being in balance. So I won't assert it as a rule of life, but I will try to demonstrate in your own mind the understanding of the importance of balance in your own experience. That way it doesn't develop when you do seek balance. It's not because it's asserted to you but because it's intuitively understood as a core importance to to the vastness of your subjective experience by understanding its importance not by someone telling you it's important now that being said even if you've had understood it even if you're listening now and you understand it and then you try to implement it, you're at the risk of turning that balance into an obsession where you are in an extreme in the balance. You're not becoming aware of the unknown in the balance itself. So all I'm offering is an, a deeper understanding which hopefully you develop in your own regard in a further in a further step in a more expansive step not that you understand it and stop because then you're at the risk of objectifying the balance and turning the balance into the extreme which is quite ironic in nature rather you are ever developing the arena of the discussion we just started to a point where it's intuitive and we don't need to continue discussing it. It's quite a moral degradation if we need to discuss it. There's a hope that we don't we don't need to be in this position of discussing it because first of all, we recognize the importance of it being intuitively understood. And secondly, um just by me discussing it is is creating the risk of becoming a principle rather than an, an intuitive, subjective understanding, deeply personal to each person. So with that warning in mind, I suggest an exploration of this discussion in, in, in a personal manner.